Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. I'm in the Supernatural series still. And as part of covering transhumanism, which is the process by which human beings will be offered what seems like an irresistible chance to improve themselves. So normally we would improve ourselves by maybe getting extra education or working out, changing our diet, perhaps joining some kind of group that improves our health or mental well-being. These are the ways that we normally know to improve ourselves. Of course, the best self-improvement is to come into the family of the Lord Jesus Christ by receiving Christ Jesus as the risen Lord and Savior. But transhumanism is this new push that if you are diligent and if you direct a little bit of time to research, reading, um, checking YouTube and other such things, you will already start to find that it is quite the hot button topic that is on the rise. And it usually comes across as a series of what if questions. What if we could do away with disease? What if we could do away with sickness? What if we could do away with these earthly limitations that God mistakenly or for his own evil purposes left on humanity. Why should we die? Why should we age? Why should a child, any child, watch how they will use children? Why should any child suffer with sickness? Why should anyone come to this earth with congenital blindness? That's how it's going to start. It's going to start with what looks like a well-meaning push to better and improve the human condition. I'm not against bettering or improving the human condition, but as we will find out as I continue through these prophecies, transhumanism isn't about bettering or improving the human condition. Transhumanism is about taking the human being on a quick or should I say staged journey through different steps where nothing is ever enough. So it's going to start with why should you struggle with the fact that your son is born blind? We have new technologies where we can use stem cells to fix his eyesight. But after the boy's eyesight is fixed and he now goes off to school and becomes a happy and a healthy teenager, these doctors are going to come back to you and tell you, is it really enough that your son's eyesight is fixed? Why don't we look at giving him the eyes of an eagle? We've progressed science far enough to take those stem cells out and replace them with the stem cells of an eagle so that your son will have long range vision and things like that. Just think of that. A young man with far reaching eyes, he'll never get into a traffic accident because he'll see the accident coming from a mile away. And if parents are not wise, they will think eagle eyes are definitely proven by science to be better than human eyes. And they take the boy in for that surgery. But watch in a few years time, the doctors will recontact that family because they're definitely known by that time as a willing family in the database. And they'll be told, we're upgrading from eagle eyes now. We have retina scanner eyes. That's right. Your son will now never get mugged at night now that he's 31 years old because when he's walking in the dark, he will see everything like daylight. We're going to give him laser scope eyes like the Marines have and the army has. And the family by that time won't have anything to do it, do with it. If the young man is not a wise young man, if the young man is not a, a young man that grew up in a home that told him who the Lord Jesus Christ is, 
and what the Lord laws are for humanity. Then of course, this young man will say, sign me up. I was thinking of joining the Marines anyway, so I can't wait to join with infrared eyes. It'll definitely give me a jump on the competition. And that's what transhumanism is. If you study transhumanism deep enough, which I have certainly not had the time to go out and do all the reading, but I hear and learn about these things in a place that is far more fulfilling. And that is just from the mouth of God himself. If you look at transhumanism at its root is pride. Transhumanism is the work of a prideful individual by the name of Satan, Lucifer, the devil, the evil one, the adversary, the enemy of humanity's soul. Satan is not just the enemy of Christians. Satan is the humanity is the enemy of all things human. Satan hates humanity because he knows that God loves us. And to us, God has given the constant on-rolling ability to repent of sin, receive forgiveness in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and come back to him. Satan is denied these privileges. There is no blood of Jesus shed for Satan, the demons, the fallen angels, or any form of abomination that Satan makes in the lab or makes through satanic power. There is no forgiveness and no return to the bosom of Yah for them. And for this reason alone, Satan has waged and sworn a war against humanity. And transhumanism is just the latest manifestation of an ancient hate. Satan tried to corrupt the human line long ago through the Nephilim and the work of the fallen. And now he has upgraded into ways, unfortunately, please hear me that offers humanity the chance to destroy itself. So rather than the, the rise of the giants and the presence of fallen angels and strange creatures that were picking off the human population and killing the human population through direct attack and wars and infiltrate, infiltration, polluting the gene pool, now Satan will serve up a new form of death whereby you take it and you destroy yourself. And we'll be looking at one of the iterations, one of the forms that that will take. Today's prophecy is called designer finance. And I received this more than a year ago, March 23rd, 2021. Please understand that in the supernatural series, I'm covering things of the future. I'm not talking about anything that you have seen now, as I described in the last five minutes, the best that you can see of transhumanism now for the majority of it is hidden because it goes against ethical constraints that everyone agrees on, or at least the scientific community agrees on. They never ask us anything or tell us anything. All they ever do is do things and then come out and say, Hey, do you know that we did this? And the answer is no, we did not know because you didn't put it anywhere for us to have any buy-in, any oversight or anything to say. So the best that you will see of transhumanism is movies. It is the movies that will always tell you what is coming. These things that I'm talking about, I did not see from movies. I saw in the prophetic sleep that the Lord brings upon me when I go to bed. And this one was so immersive that it wasn't until, 
he pulled me out of the dream that I even knew I was dreaming. In this dream, I thought I was there. I thought I was living in this American city that basically looked like future, future, future Tokyo. And I thought, oh, I'm just here because I, I go to that place, that world so often that when I get there, as sometimes as soon as I see these freak show people that will be living there, I already know, oh no, we are in this place. We have come to this world where nothing makes sense. Everything is not even upside down. It's just completely a mess. And so, uh, we are coming to the end of an era. We're coming to an end of an era where all the things that are done in secret will come out, whether it's political secrets, they will come out, whether it's scientific secrets, they will come out. And definitely whether it is demonic patterns, cycles and demonic satanic secrets, they also will come out. And so when I dreamt of, of the future, this time it was with banking, life had greatly changed and the world had moved on in ways that made life very uncomfortable. And so God was shining the spotlight on banking. And what had happened is that the old ways of banking had been done away with this business of having a card and having a pin number and everything like that. It was gone and it had been replaced by something truly diabolical. Diabolical to me sitting here and perhaps to you sitting here listening to this at this time in history. And yet it was not diabolical to the people that I saw. They had been conditioned to love this stuff. So what I saw about how banking will be, they lined up and ran there to get it. They ran for it. And it was called designer finance. So this designer finance was strongly resisted by people who were used to the old way of doing things. You go in, you speak to the bank manager or the branch manager or an assistant, you get your account, you put some money in there and then you go home. And at this time, you know, the, the high flying life is to have online banking, which is ubiquitous. At least it should be. Everybody should have online banking, though it's not the case in every country, but designer finance was a step above. You couldn't bank without biometric data. So it's not just this where you can even use your fingerprint on your banking app now to sign in. You can give the bank your fingerprint if that's how you roll and sign in with your fingerprint. It was way above that. There were extra layers of security required by the bank to get a bank account. They needed your hair. They needed your saliva. They needed a scan of your iris, your eye, and they needed fingerprint data as well. And they added this to the bank account and they called it unique identifying markers. And the prevailing wisdom in the future will be who's going to go online with how sophisticated the hackers are now. You can't take that risk. They'll hack you and they'll rob you blind. And who's going to be using pin numbers when there's so much um, number and symbol capturing technology now that can easily capture things that you're printing on your laptop. No, no, no. We need your hair. We need your spit. We need a print of your eye. And we're going to add all that as unique identifying markers for your bank account to keep it really safe because it's impossible for someone to replicate your fingerprints, replicate your eye print, replicate your spit. And that's how we're going to keep your private banking information safe. But there was huge pushback because other people felt that this was insanity. They felt that it was extensive overreach and who would want to hand over that kind of personal, personal data to a bank. So there was a lot of public outlash 
and and um, backlash and outcry that I saw. However, public unhappiness with these things did not stop these changes from happening. And please, you need to understand this. Many people, their viewpoint for why the things I'm saying are questionable is because I don't see it in the Bible. With respect, it means that you do not know how to read, correctly understand and interpret your Bible. Prophet John and Prophet Daniel are not going to write, in 2022 in Nevada and in New York, banking will be like this. It is childish to have that kind of expectation. The kind of sentences that these men, these men used was in alignment with the times that they lived in. Banking was done holding little bags of money and by writing promises and covenants on pieces of paper. And so for them, things that probably would affect money, they would call it silver and gold and things like that. The beast system has been, at least to me, very clearly outlined for us in Revelation chapter 13. If you read that chapter, it is impossible for anyone to say that they do not understand these things that I am talking about. It is hard for anyone to say that they cannot see that it is talking about a globally united system that will only be 10 heads on 10 crowns on 10 heads on a beast. So when you're seeing these things, they're telling us that this system is going to have an identical thumbprint in terms of who's going to be running it. The 10 heads, the 10 territories that this world is going to be divided into, resting on seven heads, sorry, is going to be 10 global territories taking place on seven continents. And in those continents, there's going to be the identical thumbprint of the beast. So in other words, he is going to raise up this same system in Africa that he raises in Europe, that he puts in Asia, that he puts in the Americas, that he puts in Australia, at least the heavily populated areas. He is going to raise up an identical type of system that will work according to certain things. And transhumanism is going to be big in the beast system because the more people trans form their humanity, the less people are available in the pool of who will go to heaven. So the more people say, I need beast eyes and I need a beast heart and I need a beast mark, the less people God can expect to find waiting for him in the time when he comes to gather his people out of these trials. So if anyone thinks that these things do not relate to them because they have an alternate viewpoint where they're going to be taken into an alternate visitation with the Lord, all I can say is that Revelation 13 is talking to all living at this time. You will see these changes and transformations before you see any kind of blessed hope but it is for you to read the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. And it is for me to bring out the prophetic word of the Lord so that those who have an ear to hear will hear and understand what God is saying to the churches. And so I saw that in the future, advertising had reached a level that is just, it made me sick. It made me physically sick. It gave me this wanting to throw up vertigo feeling because the billboards 
were so real that I could not believe that billboard and LCD technology had reached that point. They were so alive that everything looked like I was in Japan. So it was way beyond uh, Times Square. It was way beyond that. Whereby advertising now, when you see it on the buildings, we can only do it one dimensionally. So it's just a normal flat screen. This is the building. And then we just slap a screen on it. And then there's a lady drinking Coca-Cola or trying on new shoes or a boy running. And then the, the images change and that's advertising. So that's basically how it is. A building, a flat one dimensional screen, and then something is being shown on the screen. It's exactly like a big fat TV. But what I saw in the future is that these billboards they are alive. The images on the billboard are not limited by any form of one or two dimensional reality. They are so real that it looks like a real woman up there drinking a real glass of orange juice. Just as you see, I, I turn and you can see the angles of my face. That is what it looks like. The colors were so rich and the images were so real that they made me feel sick because it was looking at a multi, multi, multi life-size reality moving around up there on the screen, whereby the people didn't care at all. They just were, were taking it. They, they were not having any response to it. So they were quite used to this technology, but I was not, my eyes were not used to taking that in. And I was feeling quite sick. Another thing that I saw about the billboards and the advertising is that, um, there will come a time where these LCDs will be made of things that are so pliable that they do not have to be flat anymore. You will be able, for instance, um, you will be able to wrap the billboard around the building. You will be able to wrap the billboard around the building and have it show whatever scene it wants to show without the LCD being cracked or broken. You know a TV is flat. That's what I'm saying. A TV is flat. There's nothing you can do about it. In the future, these things will be pliable. They can wrap around the building. They can bend. They can go in all sorts of shapes and without being broken. So it was just too, too, too much for me. And what I saw here is that because banking had changed and had turned to this thing called designer finance, you didn't need to go to a bank to open a bank account. So you basically did not even need to have contact with the bank anymore. You could just go into these white booths. You know, the booths that people go into when they want to take fun pictures and you know, you take four pictures and do stuff. You can do it with your, by yourself or do it with a friend, or you can go into this standalone photo booth and sit there and pay the money and it will take passport pictures for you or whatever type of picture you need. These booths, I saw them dotted all across the landscape of this American city. So please bear in mind, this is America. I'm talking about that. The Lord took me into the, into the forward times. And I saw how futuristic it was with these living billboards and how banking was done. You go into the booth and you don't need to interact with the bank. And there's no branding on the booth that I saw. It was just a plain white booth. So I didn't even know what was happening in there. And then the Lord, a young man was entering the booth and the Lord just either put me in the, in the guy or put me supernaturally in the booth with him as he entered. So I'm not sure, but I was looking as he was looking. So this is why I think it was, I was looking through his body and looking through his eyes and he went in there to get a bank account. And this is what happens. There was a tray in front of him. So 
here is the booth and you enter into the booth and then there's a little mirror where you can check and see how you look. And then there is a flat area and a metal tray, like an armrest. And so I'm watching to see how this person gets a bank account because there's no screen in there or anything. And to my surprise, this young man rolls up his sleeve and puts his arm on the tray and a blue metal pen came down. A blue metal pen came down and a blue light beamed out of that pen. I've spoken about that blue light and how ubiquitous, how common it will be to see that light in the end times. It is a beautiful royal blue light. And this light was a laser that beamed out of this pen and then began to tattoo on this young man's flesh a series of X's. So it was definitely X's. It was just the letter X, X, and it went like, it just printed X's on his wrist until about an eight inch thick thing. And all he had to do was turn his wrist forward and backward to make sure that the laser was able to band him a band about like that. And when he was done, he lifted up his hand to look at it and I was stunned and shocked and horrified at what this person had tattooed on himself because he had tattooed snake scales on himself. When the laser is putting the mark on the flesh, it just looks like a small letter X. That's all it looks like. But when, this, when, when the tattoo was finished and the light went off and the pen went back up, he held up his hand and it was as if he was wearing a wrist cuff of snake print. And I drew back. I was horrified at seeing what this guy had put on himself. And then it came to me that this man is now an unbreakable member of designer finance, designer finance. And this is not the name of a bank. This is how banking will be done. You won't need to log in with a name, a credit card number, your email, any type of written identifier. What you do with that tattoo is you will then go into the booth and you will put your particular snake pattern under the blue light. And once the blue light hits that pattern, it will know this is so and so's pattern. And it will immediately then bring up some kind of holography screen with all your details on it. And so you didn't need login details because no two snake patterns are the same in that future. No two snake patterns will be the same. What is tattooed on you, even your wife or your twin will not have that particular pattern. And I knew that this young man was going to go home and compare his wrist cuff to what his friends had. So he was the one who hadn't gotten it yet. I knew he was going to get it and compare with his friends' patterns. And then they were all going to be standing there amazed at how the machine knew what kind of pattern to give. Because sometimes it was a python, sometimes it was a rattler, sometimes it was a bow constrictor, sometimes it was a mamba. And it was only a certain patch of skin I guess as if you took it out of an encyclopedia or a wildlife book and printed it on people. Another way that you could get this tattoo on your body was to lift your shirt. So I saw a lot of the healthy ripped people with abs getting this male and female 
you could lift your shirt and pull down your pants a tiny little bit and then from just about belly button height to where the body begins to make hips even men have hips so just where the body begins to move out you would get an eight to ten inch band of snake skin tattooed on your flesh so all the all the fit people with nicer bodies chose that instead of the wrist cuff but i saw that whether people were young or old male or female they were going in and getting every type of vipers scales put on their bodies and i was so horrified that i began to fight I began to fight in the spirit to come out of the dream. I began to just fight to escape. And that is when I felt this feeling that I get when the Lord is actually pulling me out of the place where I am. And that's how I woke up and knew that I was dreaming. And so the Lord shared with me that in the end times, and I will just share briefly on this because I do not talk about these things in depth because everyone has their view. And I've already shared that this is not a view channel. I'm here to debate no one. When I've given the information, every listener will literally do with it what they want to there will be marks the lord said that satan's people will bear marks of allegiance to him they will bear the mark of their lord small l for satan the satanic satan in their flesh they will carry a visible mark in the flesh exactly as it is written in the word of god it will be able to be seen so that all who see the mark will know there will be no guessing not like now where people are asking oh did you and did you not know it's going to be quite clear it's going to be very obvious that you have it and likewise the lord will mark out of the population a very small and specific number of people with a mark that will appear here in the middle of their forehead i've spoken of this mark in one prophecy on the master's voice that is called the survivors that is the only place where i have shared what the lord has said to me about that mark and i don't think anywhere else it will be a visible mark that is also seen that will appear whitish in color it will not be any kind of white that matches with any skin of any race it is going to be almost like a bright glowing sort of star type of thing on these people and that is just all I am going to say about it. In the future, biometric data will be will be traded for services, and um, there will come there will come marking of the flesh to show allegiance to the beast system, the one world system, the NWO, uh, or whatever you want to call it, and its most um, its brand new name now. It's always rebranding itself every couple of decades. The Great Reset. And so, um, as the Lord says to me very often, Celestial, you have come to the end of an era. So thank you for being with me. Please go to the website and read this prophecy because there is a clip of the type of billboard that I saw. And sure enough, I think it was in Korea or Japan. I saw it a day later and I was so grateful. I took the video and I linked it to the prophecy. All these prophecies are in written form on the master's voice. If you want to read and retain what you are hearing try to make time now and then to go to the master's voice click the channel name and look in the drop down menu and every prophecy always has the written 
prophetic word with the date it was given so that we can know when God spoke these things. Because he said before, I, behold, I tell you now that when it come, you will know I am he. So this is not celestial's ideas or suggestions. I'm telling you directly what is coming out of the mind and the heart of God for this world both his people and the world who do not want to be his people. If we remain ignorant of these things, then we fall short, as the Bible says, and we end up being ignorant of the devices of the devil. So I will speak more about transhumanism in the next video, a little bit more in depth. So until I see you again, God bless you. Thank you for supporting the channel. Thank you to all of you who send me blessings. I appreciate it. I pray that the Lord will greatly restore it to you. I pray that this blog will be a blessing to all who find it a caution, a warning, a rebuke, a shakeup, if that is what you need. And until I see you again, God bless. Goodbye.